Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Church, let's just be in His presence. If you want to continue to proclaim the mighty name of Jesus over your lives, over your family's lives, over this city, over the nations, please continue in that space. Let's give God the glory and the honor that He rightfully deserves. We all have loved ones who are not with the Lord. Let's proclaim the mighty name of Jesus over them this morning. Father God, we proclaim the mighty name of Jesus over your children this morning. I don't know what the week has been like for all gathered here and online, but you do. And I ask that the Holy Spirit will come and minister to your children wherever we are at. We pray for our loved ones, wherever they are, they are physically and spiritually. We pray that the mighty name of Jesus over them and over the great city of Perth and this great nation of Australia. We pray for all the nations across the world that your will be done in these nations as it is in heaven. And we thank you for what you are going to do in us. I am greatly honored to be used as your mouthpiece this morning. Father, I surrender all at the foot of the cross and solely trust in you. And you know that my heart's desire is that you will speak to your children, that you will open our eyes and ears, helping us to understand with our hearts through your spirit, that the words proclaimed in the name of Jesus will be planted into the very essence of who we are, the very being of who we are, to bear an abundance of fruit for your glory and for your honour. It's not about us, Lord. It's all about you. You are an awesome God. Father, I am nothing and you are everything. So we humbly and expectantly ask that in the name that is power, In the mighty name of Jesus, that you will work in us this morning, that you will speak to us. And we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It is so good to be back. So good to be back. So good to be with you, worshipping our Lord. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Um, Good morning. My name is Michael. For those of you who do not know me or haven't, Come across, see some new faces. I've been away for three weeks, if you haven't uh, noticed. I've been on leave for three weeks. And uh, I just want to thank, before I get into, I'm just excited. So before I get into it, right, um, welcome online, joining us all around the world. I know there's a couple of you in Japan and maybe a few in Korea as well. I know you don't understand English very much, but that's okay. Annyeonghaseyo to you. Okay, that's good. All right, we welcome everyone here. And if you're just visiting, hey, my welcome to you as well. You know, the last week, short trip, 
to Korea and Japan, catching up with my in-laws, who, the extended family who I haven't seen for 17 years, believe it or not, in person that is, you know, you chat and whatever, but 17 years, so it was good to catch up with them. Way too much food, as always, way too much food, but I'll share a bit about their trip um, in my message, because that's not what I'm here to do, tell, tell you about my story, right? I'm here to share God's Word, so let's get into that. Right away, let's get into that. So last week, Graham opened the series, Alive in the Spirit, and we'll be walking through the early, the first few chapters of the book of Acts, really looking at the birth of the church as we look at birthing Honeywood in about four weeks' time. So that's crazy. How exciting. Yes, let's. How exciting is that? That is so exciting. And Graham said last week, quoting Irenaeus, that the glory of God is a human fully alive. That the glory of God is a, is a human fully alive and is so true. That the glory of God shines through those who are fully alive in Christ. And I, I think it goes vice versa as well. That it is through the glory of God, that it is the through, through the glory of God that we are made alive, right? As we experience God's glory in our lives, that we come alive and it works both ways. We can be fully alive with the joy bursting forth in every circumstance, every situation that this fallen world could ever throw at us purely because of the one who resides in us. Yeah, the one who resides in us. Like I said, I've been away with a tight schedule. We had things to do, planned every day because I was only nine days in Korea and nine days in Japan. So I had a lot of things to do and pack in over the three weeks. So four countries in three weeks, right? Four countries, it was, two countries was just in transit, but it sounds better when you say four countries in three weeks, right? So I've come back, not tired, but refreshed and renewed. Not because I was away, thank you, not because I was away on a holiday meeting family and you know, lots of food and stuff, but I tell you what, every day I was over there, I had God encounters every day, and that just filled me. That just filled me, little bit, little bit, little bit. My spiritual tank is full and overflowing, if you guessed it or not, right? Um, I'm introverted, believe it or not. My MBTI says I'm introverted. Yeah, go figure, right? When you're filled with the Spirit, that goes out the door, I reckon, and overflowing, and I I want more of it. I want more of it, but mostly, I want you guys to have it as well. I want you guys to have what I have at the moment, right? I want you guys to be jumping out of skin like that girl, full of joy, full of life. You know, nothing major has changed, right? Last time I checked, my weight is the same, maybe a little bit heavier because of the holidays, but, right? And my hair, I'm still helping God count the numbers, Okay, it's getting easier for God to count the numbers. Um, my bank balance is that nothing major has changed, but I'll tell you what, something has changed within me. Right? I come back so full, so full. I could go on a diet. I just come back so full. So I have to hope to share some of the experience with you today, and I pray that in all that I share today, this morning, 
that it is about our Lord Jesus Christ and it's not about me, right? I've had the experience, yes, but it's all about Jesus. So today we continue with our series, Alive in the Spirit, with the title, Power. What is it to be alive like the girl on the screen, to have that inner joy, bursting freedom at hand, right, in the Spirit? So let's look at Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. We are very familiar with this narrative. Some refer to this narrative as the birth of the church, right? It's the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So just to put it into context, so leading up to this point, Jesus has been crucified, he's been buried, he's risen, praise God, he's risen and appeared to many of his disciples and people and he's informed them to stay put, stay put and wait for the Holy Spirit, wait for the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the paraclete, the helper, the one who will indwell us forever. Jesus said, wait for that. So let's look to our Bibles, the screen, devices, whatever you have. Let's read this amazing narrative. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. The wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they are, they, they're drunk. They've had too much wine. Well, this is God's word for us today. So the disciples wait patiently together in prayer for God. Then the Holy Spirit comes in a tangible way where they hear this wind and saw the flames, maybe even felt it, felt the warmth of the flames, who knows. But as we have read, it separated and came to rest on every individual that was present. Every single one of them, each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they came alive. The Holy Spirit enabled to enable them to speak in different languages. Now, scholars have a different view on this, right? Different views, how they might have interpreted it, how they might have um, understood, was it actually literally speaking in different languages? It doesn't matter. The important thing is that all those who heard was actually drawn to this manifestation of God's glorious outpouring of the Spirit. That's what they were drawn to. Because the invisible realm was made visible. And when the creator God touched creation, people were drawn to it. They were amazed, they were perplexed. 
but they were drawn to it. There's some beauty in that. When God touches creation, there's beauty in that. When the Holy Spirit dwells in us, there's beauty in that. When the Holy Spirit dwells in us, there's beauty in that because God touches creation. People from all nations heard the wonders of God being declared through the disciples as the Spirit enabled them. What were they doing? They were declaring the wonders of God. And that's what we are here to do as well. As the Holy Spirit indwells us, we have to share these amazing God encounters, the stories, to everyone. Not only those who are here and Christians say, you know, there are people looking at you, worshipping, to encourage one another, to build one another, to edify one another, to share stories, to grow together. Even Gino shared a story of what his week was like in the green room just before, as we were praying before we came up. Amazing, just encourages us. He had a tough week, but God was present, and that encourages us as well. We need to share this. So God enabled the disciples filled with the Spirit to declare the wonders of God Almighty. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? What does all this mean? But then there were some who ridiculed the disciples because they were coming from a point of view, I think, what they thought to be true in the knowledge and in their own experiences. And when we encounter God in our daily life, right, even today, we can say, oh, that's coincidence. Oh, that's by chance. We can brush it off from coming from my own experience and my own understanding. But when the supernatural comes, we have to pause and ask that question. What does this mean? Because what they experienced was not of this world. And once again, we have to ask that question, what does this mean? What does it mean to have the Holy Spirit in our lives? What does it mean to be alive in the Spirit? Not only that, but what does it mean to be alive in the Spirit in power, in power, whether we identify ourselves as a follower of Jesus or on our way or far from it, we too must ask the question, what does this mean? To have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us in sickness and in health or whatever situation or circumstance that we may be going through, what does this mean? To live a life, have a life in the Spirit in power. To answer this question, let's change gears and let's tackle it from this way. When we think of power, what do we think of? When we think of power, what do we think of? We can simply think of power as an ability or capability to doing or accomplishing something, to have authority, to exercise something that you want to do or to act on, right? Things to do. Or it may purely be strength, the power, the strength, the persistence, the perseverance. Maybe if you're a gym junkie, to bench press 100Ks. That's my aim. I need the power. Right? As you can see, you know. No. Right? I can't even bench press my kids. Um, so, 
And I'm not saying, hey, please, I'm not saying they're over 100K. So that's, not, that's not what I mean, please. Don't take it out of context. To achieve what we set out to do, to overcome our struggles or our goals. In short, in the fallen world that we live in, power is directed at us. It's for the self. I need this power for me. We construct our entire lives around the throne of self. And Romans chapter three puts this plainly and succinctly and speaks of sin infecting every part of our physical body. So please, read Romans chapter three. That sin has turned us away from God to self. And the power we define and we seek today, if not careful, is actually for ourselves and not for God. But the power that is received at Pentecost, it wasn't for the people. It was actually to declare the wonders and the glories of our heavenly Father, of God. So let's start with what power does not mean in this context that we're looking at today. Being alive in the Spirit, in power, does not mean we live the way we want in a triumphant way. For my success my glory. You know, Philippians 4.13 is the most frequently quoted verse in the Bible. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What an amazing verse. What a great verse. What a most mistakenly interpreted verse of the Bible. Sadly, it has been widely misused. And it has been removed from its context and employed as an inspirational verse, a snippet, right? I do remember someone telling me, have that verse on the, on the bathroom mirror. So every morning you can say, yes, I can do all things, him who strengthens me. I can get over my struggles. I can do this. I can do this. Actually, it's so wrong, so wrong. You know, we say, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me, or I can do everything, especially extraordinary things through Christ who strengthens me. It has been used in various places, in various ways to inspire us to face the daily challenges of the day. Like I said, I confess, I did it. I did it. In the right context, the verse is absolutely true. God does give us the strength to face our daily challenges and everything that we face. But when I was using it as an inspiration to get through the day, that is the wrong contest, wrong contest. And we're so far from the truth. So when we look at being alive in the spirit in power, it doesn't mean we view our life through the lens of triumphalism. To think that through the Holy Spirit, we come, become this superhuman and have the power to achieve and to be successful in everything that I want to achieve and do. In the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome our daily challenges, struggles, the temptations, because when we don't succeed, we begin to beat ourselves up. We do, we beat ourselves up. We think that I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, right? God can never love me because I failed again and again and again. If God actually strengthened me, why can't I do this? It becomes all about me. 
or we think in a reverse way, we think that God is not powerful enough. We think that God doesn't care. We think that God doesn't love me enough so that I can overcome through all these struggles. And we know that that's not true. What God has and wants for us is so much greater than that, so much greater. So what does it mean to be alive in the spirit and in power? To illustrate this point, let me share this story with you. When Rachel, Selena, and I were in Osaka, Japan, and some of you have already told this story, because I couldn't hold it in. I had to share this, right? I had to share this. So we were coming out of our Airbnb, and we were checking into our hotel. And on the day, uh, we planned to go from Osaka to Kyoto on this special train, and it only runs on, um, on the weekend. So we checked out of our Airbnb, and Selena went through and checked, because she speaks the lingo, right? I, I don't speak Japanese. All I can say is arigato gozaimasu, which is thank you. And that's to my extent of Japanese. You just thank everyone wherever you go. Come out of the toilet, thank you. Thank you. Bus, thank you. Thank you. You just thank everyone. All right? Hey, at least I can thank God in Japanese, eh? Praise God for that. All right. So we're coming out, she planned it, and she said, look, we can take the train from wherever we were staying and then go to Osaka Station, where, we, where our hotel was. We're going to check in there, leave our luggage there, and from the Osaka Station, catch the train to Kyoto. And we had it all down packed all the time, and we, time was a bit tight, but we, we had our luggage walking through Japan, right, and we got to the station, we jump on the train, and we're waiting for our station to be announced, but it's not coming out. Right? It's not coming out. And if you, if you um, for those of you who've been to Japan, you'll notice that a lot of the, it's, it's, it's spoken so quickly that you can't pick up what they're actually saying. Anyway, long story short, we were on the right line, but in the wrong direction. <laughs> right? So we, our, our accommodation is way over there, and we're heading in this way. And there was a sense of disappointment, frustration. Um, it was a hot day, so we're like sweating, and we're like, oh, we're gonna miss the train, right? But the, at that moment, God just prompts. And I just shared with Selena and Rachel, surely there's something in it for us that God wants us. Surely we are supposed to miss that train, so let's not worry about that. Right? So we jump off the train, get on the right train. Eventually, we make Osaka Station, right? We had to change a couple of other trains as well. And then we go check in. Check in was fine. The train's long gone, right? But there was another train after that, so that's okay. That's okay. Um, so we check in. We have time and luxury now to actually go to the convenience store, buy something to eat, and um, even a drink. And here we are waiting on the platform. Now, Osaka Station is not like Perth Station. Michael, can we have a look at the image of Osaka Station? That's Osaka Station, right? And so there's three floors and there's 11 platforms. And if you kind of look at the top right, it says to Kyoto. So we're on platform number 10 in the midst of all of that, right? And we're just waiting for our train to come. And wouldn't you know, Walking down the platform is this beautiful thing that walks down. Next slide, please. 
There's us in Osaka station waiting, and Esther, one of the young adults who's gone to Kobe to actually work in Japan, she's in a different city, right? But at that moment, she walks down the platform, and I'm going, dang, God, <laughs> right? We embrace, we hug, we're jumping around in the, in the, on the platform. The, the friend that was with um, Esther, she's going, who is this random stranger agent dude hugging Esther in the middle of the platform in Japan? We don't do this, we're very polite, we don't do this. But you know what? There's nothing stopping me from hugging Esther and giving her a good blessing. My goodness. And I'm gonna, sorry Esther, if you're watching. She was actually trying to look for the toilet and she wasn't even supposed to be on that platform. Right? She was actually supposed to be going in another direction, but God had directed and brought us together to meet there at that moment. Right? So we had an amazing, quick hello, goodbye, and our joy was just overflowing. Yeah. It was just overflowing. That frustration, that little mistrain, that's long gone. That's long gone. But we don't stop there, do we? We don't stop there. I actually asked God, what was all this about, Lord? What was all this about? So the trip, I asked him, and in, in leading into a couple of days, there was a reason why. Because of that moment, and I'll bring it, I was gonna mention it at the end, but I'll bring it. Because we are so rushed, and, and she was actually busting to, <laughs> right? I didn't even have the opportunity to pray for her. So we actually arranged to meet, and have a time to come together. We had a meal together. We pray for her. And family here, you would be glad to know that she is in the embrace of our Heavenly Father, protected over there. What a privilege to be able to do that in my holidays, right? So Selena and um, Esther, that's another God story. They both go in different times and different things, but they're only about 30 minutes apart in Japan, and they're gonna spend the next three months, four months together. So they've already got connections. They've already got connection to church and everything. So, so yeah, why do I tell this story? Because I'm going way over time. Why do I tell the story? Are we seeking God daily in our lives to have these encounters? We can be like those who are actually brushing it off, brushing it off, right? And saying, coming from my own experience, my own understanding, my own lived life, saying that this is, oh, they're just drunk. Or we too can ask the Spirit, what does this mean? If we really look into it, you know, if we really have a sensitive understanding of the way the Spirit works, we, we, we have to ask the question, what does this mean? And it will lead one thing to another into deeper relationship with God. And that's amazing. That is amazing. Now, I'm not going to uh, um, steal Nick's thunder for next week. But what happens after this, after the declaration is made? Peter preaches and 3,000 are added, 3,000, 5,000 are added to the number of the church. 
Why? Because they asked the question, what does this mean? But those, I'm pretty sure, those who didn't ask that question, they missed out. Because there would have been more than 5,000 gathered at Pentecost in Jerusalem. And I think that's the answer. We, we are alive in the spirit the most when we encounter God in our daily lives. Because it is in and through those encounters we come to know God more intimately and we are reminded of who he is and who we are in him. And every encounter with God fills our heart. And he keeps on giving. He keeps on giving, overflowing an endless, bountiful source of his love, his grace, his mercy, his comfort, his provisions, his joy, his peace, his kindness, his goodness, his gentleness, his patience, his, his wisdom, his humor, his creativity, his awesomeness. How can I explain God? He pours all of that Every encounter that we have with God, he just pours it into our hearts. And how can it not overflow when we have these daily encounters with God? How can we not declare the glory of God? How can we not share this with others? What's it allowed? What is it to be alive in the spirit and in power? To be filled with God, to declare his goodness. His awesomeness. Jesus said, I am the way, truth, and the life. In short, the Holy Spirit reveals the way, shows us the truth, and actually gives us life. Now, if you want a bit more of that, please come to the second service, because I actually have a whole section, which I'm going to just cut, because I'm, I have so much to share. <laughs> I want to share so much more. And that's what happens when we are filled with the Spirit. And it's just overflowing. I just want to share the goodness of God to you all day. I can speak all day. God is so good. God is so good. All right. I will stop. I will stop. So to conclude... Let's answer the question, what does this mean to be alive in the spirit in power? Two answers. First, it's an invitation that we cannot ignore. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior or to recommit. If you've been distant, if you've been kind of disconnected with Jesus, it's an invitation for us to recommit to him. We are never too far away from the love of Christ. I'll tell you what, the holiday, I was seeking rest. I wasn't really seeking God. But he came knocking and I said, yes, Lord. He came knocking and I said, yes, Lord. And every day, it was an amazing encounter. Every sunset was praise God. Every sunrise, praise God. Every dish that I ate, praise God for taste buds. So good. Every moment, why God? Why are you blessing me so much? Tell you one more story and I will close. Accidentally, I ended up on the 27th floor of this hotel. That's another story why we got there. Amazing view. 
right? Every morning, seeing the sunrise and the sunset over Osaka Harbor and the mountain range, amazing view, and just giving glory to God in all of that. One morning, I'm looking at the people, the little ants, they're walking to their work. I said, God, what an amazing city. All of a sudden, God says, you know what, those people, they don't know me. Beautiful city, beautiful people, so humble, so polite. But the sad thing is they don't know me. What does this mean, Lord? Do we have a campus in Japan? I don't know. Who knows? Um, No, but what does this mean? That stirred my heart. And all the experiences that I had on my trip, all the love that I received, God says, will you love the lost as much that you have received? And how can I not? And I want to encourage you, church, whatever you're going through, meet God in that, please. See God in that. Meet God in that. And be encouraged. So as we come to the table, Oh, sorry, that was the first point. Second point, second point, what does it mean to be alive in the Spirit? What does it mean? It is to declare the wonders of God. It is to declare the wonders of God, all right? In and through our lives, um, that we are a letter from Christ, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts, to be known and read by everyone. Wherever we go, that's what we take because of the one who dwells in us, right? The, the one in our daily encounters, in our valleys, in our mountaintops, we, God will fill us. God will fill us and it will overflow and that's what we take to be read by everyone. Not what we say, but our life itself. So, as we come to the table, finally come to the table, Lord. You know what, I really was prompted this, this week. I wanna celebrate, I wanna celebrate the Lord's table. I know there's a solemn nature, right? And then we, we need to honour this. But what Jesus had done and what God has done, I wanna proclaim it from the rooftops and I really want to celebrate what God has given to us. Why not? Yes, we are fallen, broken people, but the promise is that my body was broken for you, my blood was shed, so you can have life, and life to the full. Why shouldn't we celebrate then? For those of you who have yet to meet Jesus, I want to encourage you. What is God saying to you today? Is it time? What is holding you back? Going through a difficult time, God is victorious over death. The promise of eternal life is here. Our life here is just temporal. I'm gonna shut up now. I'm gonna shut up now. But here we go. I wanna celebrate the Lord's On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the bread. He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Now, if you haven't received um, the emblems, the cups, please raise your hand. Our ushers will bring it to you. If you're at home or online, please, if you can join in, please do. Or in the afternoon, 
Let's celebrate what God has done for us. The death that we deserve, the body that should have been ours on the cross, Jesus paid it. For whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we are proclaiming, drink from this cup, we are proclaiming that Jesus came to find the lost, that he died for us, that he rose on the third day and ascended to his place in heaven and he actually sent the Holy Spirit to us. That we are alive in the Spirit in power. So let's take the bread and let's pray before drinking together. I want you to spend some time with God. Just, let's just thank Him. Thank Him for the blood. Thank Him for the cross. Thank Him for who He is. Let's have the bread now. And let me pray before we drink together. Jesus, we thank you for your spirit who now dwells in us. We invite you to come afresh in us. Help us each day to see you at work in our daily lives, filling us. And may your goodness just overflow from us. Help us to draw strength, wisdom, understanding and power from encounters with you, Lord. And as we live out the truth of your word in word and deed, because our life declares who we believe you to be. May you be glorified in and through us. And once again, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the blood shed on the cross. And we thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Church, let's drink together. you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.